Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. I'm pretty sure this is episode three, 340. Woo, three plus four equals seven. We love to see it. So with that being said, y'all, we got some things to get into, but before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Since 2016, out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you have lent me your ears whenever you felt like it. And I really appreciate that. So first things first, I realized sharing September was more of a suicide prevention awareness summit preparation <laughs> September. Um, midway through the month, I was like, you know what? I need to actually focus on my presentation that I'm doing, um, which I presented on September 30th. And I said, you know what? I need to focus on this. And I know y'all boo friends understand, but I wanted to make sure that I showed up as best I could. And the spirit of in which I wanted to share wasn't quite there. I wanted to make sure that I showed up fully present. And this is the month. I already have about eh, eight more episodes locked and loaded for you all. We have a couple of off schedule episodes like this one um, that I will be just kind of just speaking on. Normally, my bonus episodes are on Mondays because Homegirl Thursday is when I usually, you know, like to share with you all. But today is Tuesday. Today is World Mental Health Day. And it only makes sense for me to talk about mental health. Hello, I'm the spiritual homegirl who's a mental health professional. So this is right up my alley. Now, granted, I do mental health every single day, but I am really excited that there's a day where we can just really talk about it, right? There's a lot going on in the world today. If you've been paying attention to world news, whether you can make sense of it or not, in terms of understanding the history of certain things, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it's a lot going on. And I'm noticing that a lot of the conversation that I've seen about World Mental Health Day, and this is no shade, okay? It's about more of a collective mental health. I'm more of a person who believes in the advancement of the collective, yes, but it can start with the advancement and progression of the individual. That's just me. That's just, that's just what I believe. So if we have healthy communities, they're comprised of what? Healthy individuals, yes? Yes. So... For everybody that's talking more about the collective and, you know, maybe it's a theme, I don't know. But for me, it didn't feel right for me to talk about the collective knowing that there's individual folks who can barely think about the collective because they're busy trying to focus on themselves in the sense of making sure that they're healthy and that they're getting by okay. And as the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, I have five tips for you today on World Mental Health Day in which you can assess your mental health to kind of see where you are. Now, this is not going to be super intensive, okay? Y'all know I'm very in, I'm very much so into practical tips that you can implement. Goodness, I can't talk today. You can implement into your daily life. And today's no different. So tip number one, unfollowing people on social media. Yes, yes, yes. We've talked about it a lot. But today, if you're not going to do it on any other day, please do it today. World Mental Health Day. This is the day where if you don't take care of nothing else, at least take some time to kind of assess what you're consuming on the mental, uh, on the social media standpoint that affects your mental health and going from there. A lot of times we follow folks because we have a quote unquote loyalty to people we don't know. They don't know, they don't know you like that. You don't know them people. Or, oh, they follow me and I followed them back and I don't want them to get, you know, it's, who cares? Who cares? Are your followers going to support you when you're having a mental health crisis or that you're needing some support? If the answer is no, delete them. It is just social media. This don't mean friendship. Follows don't mean friendship. It just means that you want to see what's going on and you're open with it. That's how I look at it. 
we got something going on. I like what you're doing. I'm going to follow you so I can stay tapped in. Some folks may not like what you're doing. They're going to follow you to stay tapped in. Taking the emotional piece out of what a follow means is very important. I've been in whole relationships and didn't follow my man. So it'd it be like that. It doesn't mean friendship. It doesn't mean there's a special connection. It doesn't mean none of that. Now, if you end up being friends with somebody on social media and y'all follow each other and then it leads to a bond, great. But not having that and just kind of having this attachment to feel like you have to follow folks that post content that you know isn't good for you or knowing that you have to have so much stimulation that could potentially affect your day and not for the positive, that's something you might want to consider as to whether you want to keep following them or not. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, paying attention to what you eat. Yes, we would love to be healthy. Yes, cheat meals are cool. But at some point, we have to assess the nutritional value of what we're putting into our body. Now, I'm plant-based, right? But even with my plant-based vegan folks, some of y'all might need to double check it. I've had to do this myself. Y'all need to check some of that fake meat. That you're eating, are you eating it all the time? If so, how do you feel? How does your body feel when you're eating plants and vegetables or drinking more water? How does it feel to not eat so much junk food or not as many uh, fried foods? And, you know, how does it feel? How How do you think? Are your emotions more regulated? Even then, if you're not feeling emotionally regulated, what are you immediately going towards? Are you going towards processed foods? Are you going towards, you know sweets or salty foods like that's something to look into and if you need to consult on that consult on how you need to, to to adjust but that's something to pay attention to as well tip number three paying attention to what your sleeping habits are all this grind culture no sleep bs no sleep you're gonna mess around put your body into some kind of uh dysfunction to where it's going to be a steady Steady decline to a major health issue. Sleep is so underrated. Now, I think we're starting to get into that now because we're starting to understand that some of those habits that made us, quote unquote, successful are actually not conducive to our long term health being successful. But sleep is so crucial. Look up sleep hygiene. Y'all know I'm very much about giving information and also giving folks the tools to find it on their own. Google sleep hygiene and I want you to assess where your sleep hygiene actually is. Is it good or is it not? Is that scrolling before bed helping or hurting you? Is you getting up? Are you getting up scrolling within 15 minutes of you awaking to where you're not stretching, to where you're not doing any kind of prayer or gratitude or setting the intentions of your day, however you do it? Are you giving credence and, and priority to things that actually aren't serving your mental health well you know so that's something to consider as well are you eating 100 you know quickly before bed or you know a little quick little snack and you're laying down 30 minutes later that hasn't digested and now you can't sleep are you drinking too much water like things like that are you even getting the proper amount of hours four hours ain't gonna work long term it might work to get you through some things but it might not it might not work long term in the long run again this is all for the long run so that's something to pay attention to Tip number four, your boundary check. Are you saying no when you're supposed to say no? Are you taking on too many things because you can't say no? Do you even know how to say no? These are things to consider. Being overwhelmed comes from having too much on you. And at some point we have to look at where is that coming from? Is it within our control? And if so, how can we... Stop it from getting out of control like this again. 
That's tip number one, two, three, four. Tip number five, support system. Do you have one? If so, who are they? What are their strengths and weaknesses when it comes to supporting you? Do you need to make adjustments? Simple as that. Now, a bonus tip is, can you really handle this by yourself? And again, our society's <laughs> our society's trying to change when it comes to this independence thing, this hyper-independence thing. Like I said earlier, I do believe that healthy individuals can make healthy communities, but I never I've never said and I've never been a person that was a champion of doing things solely by yourself. So even then, you can still be responsible for your individual well-being and still have a village. Because the way I look at it is, yes, you have the ultimate responsibility, myself included, because I'm never above what I say. You have the ultimate responsibility to make sure that you are as healthy as possible. Yes, that is on you and me. To have the conversation with ourselves to determine where we are doing well at and what we need improvement at. At that point, we have the right and the choice to either improve that by getting support or not. And if everybody follows that example of accountability and responsibility and being able to make the choice if they can, because some folks may have some some things where, you know, they, they can't make the choices for themselves. And that's a whole different conversation. But for those that are able to make those decisions for themselves. Yes, that's an individual responsibility. But if there's multiple people following that same example, that is how I believe that there can be healthy villages, healthy communities, healthy um, collectives. That's just me. So going back to my tip, having that real honest conversation with yourself. Can I really handle this by myself? And if not, who do I need to talk to? Do I need to talk to somebody with lived experience, like a peer support specialist? Or do I need to talk to a professional, like in terms of a clinically trained professional who can help me with this, with evidence-based interventions and things of that nature? That's where... I think the conversation gets a little convoluted sometimes because when people think of getting help, everybody wants to go to licensed clinicians. Now, granted, this is not a shot to licensed clinicians because, you know, it is what it is. For a lot of folks, especially underserved communities, you have to get your licensure so you can be able to serve the people that you need to serve. You know, there's there's money attached to licenses as well, pay rises, et cetera, et cetera. Taking the test is supposed to prove competency. Unfortunately, I've seen folks be licensed and say some of the most xenophobic, homophobic, sexist, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, wow, but you somehow <laughs> are, are competent because you have a license. Again, not all of them, just a few. So I've always been a person that says, you know, the competency is in the experience, not in the test. That's just me. I wish that they would change the test to where it would be more of a skills-based demonstration to show competency versus a test. But that's just my opinion. Um, But that being said, I'm always a person that believes that there's so many different types of mental health professionals out here and that you have the right to make your mental health team however you see fit. So if you're wanting a peer support specialist who can just, you know, sit there and vent with you and talk back and forth, you know, from a lived experience perspective, fine. Go seek them out. NAMI has them, a lot of them. I got certified in California through NAMI. Shout out to y'all. 
Or if you need a therapist, whether it's someone attaining licensure and getting their clinical hours as a trainee, or if it's someone that is licensed, or if it's someone who can dispense medication, if you're needing that, like a psychiatrist, or if you're needing a psychological assessment, go ahead and do what you need to do. You don't have to just choose one. I want y'all to understand that so bad. You have the absolute right to take your health into your own hands. The problem is that I know there's barriers. There's barriers to care. Yes, there's some issues with cultural competency and humility and understanding. I get that. And as somebody who is a person, I'm a black woman, I, I, shoot, I get it. I get it, okay? I also understand that there's a cost issue. Again, I get that. And I'm going to be taking some looks at some of these bills and I'm going to start reporting to you some of the stuff that I'm seeing so that y'all can be aware how this affects us, not only on a um, state level, but on a federal level as well. I'm not hearing a lot of that. And because I'm the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, I need to let y'all know my my boo friends of seven plus years, what's going on so that y'all can be aware too. So I'm going to start talking about that a lot more. So y'all stay tuned. But Knowing, you know, those kind of things and what's going on, I, I want I want to make sure that people know their their rights when it comes to getting their help and also knowing how they can overcome some of those barriers to care, because it's so easy to tell somebody go get therapy. But if therapy costs one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Some people can't afford it. Some people don't have insurance. And that's what I would tell folks to if you know if you can't afford a private practice. See if there are some low-cost providers. I know they exist because I work with one. Again, the Southern California uh, Counseling Center based out of Watts, they have outreach where they have low-cost sessions. Now, there may be a wait list for some of these places, but they do exist. So there's ways around the barriers of um, to care. And I want to speak more on that. But again, we have to have the conversation first to see if we need to get the help to begin with. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that on you all's brain. Just so y'all can kind of sit with it for a while. I have so much to say. And now that I'm kind of out of the mix with just kind of prepping for things and and I just it's it's a different I'm excited. I'm excited. I think being in year seven just feels really good. And I have so much to, to share. So for the rest of this month, every Monday and every Thursday, and sometimes on off days <laughs> like Tuesday today. You can catch me on this podcast talking, okay? So tell a friend to tell a friend. Please spread the word. I would love to align with folks that want to know these things. If you're a person that's wanting to have tips on how to live a healthier, happier life, not going from, you know, self-loathing and scoring. Some of us had rough years. Some of us have had a very rough three years with the pandemic. Some of us have had a very rough life. Whatever it is, if you're tired of living that way and you want to go from self-loathing and scorned to being healthy and happy, I'm your girl. I got your back. Y'all know I'm the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, but also have some education and clinical training and experience as well. So I just don't make that my personality because I just don't do that. But um, I want to I want to share more of that with y'all. So tap in with your girl and share these in your group chats. OK, hit me up. Also, because I'm back speaking and things, I love to talk. It's been amazing um, being outside again. Man, <laughs> it's amazing what the pandemic will do. Um, I last did an anti-bullying rally at a elementary school in Inglewood, California, and it feels really good to be back in Atlanta speaking too, because y'all know Atlanta is home. I love LA. That's my second home city. Always will be. Shout out to Lamert Park. 
But y'all know I'm a Stone Mountain girl to the core. And um, it feels good to be home doing the very same thing that I love to do on the West Coast here in the South. So if y'all have any events that you would love your girl to speak at, hit me up. And I don't care where you at. Chicago, New York City, L.A., Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Nashville, um, Memphis, Savannah, Macon, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Jacksonville, Charleston, Charlotte, Raleigh-Durham, D.C., Baltimore. It doesn't matter. Philly. Detroit, Milwaukee, Portland, Seattle, Vegas. I'm here. Okay, your girl is here. Let me know. I love to speak at events. I've done a lot of work with a lot of cool organizations. I don't really toot my horn a lot. Okay, I should, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I've worked with Nami California, just did an event with Science of Shame. I've done work with, was it Salesforce? I did some I did some some group work there. That was fun. Any type of whatever organization you're at, if you're at a school, let me know. Hit me up. I would love to talk with your students or talk with your folks about how they could manage more practical ways of living well um, from a mental, emotional um, health perspective. I love it. I love talking about that, especially with folks that are within the power structure who are negatively affected by the power structure. I think that's my jam. I have lived experience and I also work with folks in that experience. So, um, yeah, I love to I love to help folks out and just, you know, add my little sprinkle to the mix. But, yeah, if you're interested in that, definitely hit me up. Maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. But I am going to let y'all go. I don't want to make this a long episode. So this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself and whatever you do, do it with love. Love y'all. Peace.